Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Tom. Hey, I'm Melissa, and today we have Shannon Swenson, uh, parishioner extraordinaire. On the podcast. He's awesome. Uh, we forgot to, we were so excited to record with him, we forgot to introduce <laughs> him and ourselves. So here you go. Yeah, here we are. Hope you enjoy it. I, re- I just want to, so you, I mean, you are a really involved parishioner now, yeah. but that wasn't always the case, right? Like you kind of came back to the church or became yeah, Catholic. Yeah, or became Catholic. You yeah. became Catholic. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and so you're I, a convert? Yeah. And yeah, I am. So. I think, I think your story is interesting on its own. I'm like sweating. We moved here because. To be cooler. It was hot. Yeah, because it was hot in the library, but I think the air conditioner. Well, you should just hit record and before we get into. Dude, too I'm much already of the recording. Yeah, oh. he does all the. He, yeah. he's so good. Did I'll you bleep, get that curse word? I'll believe you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the impetus for me is coming into the faith was, I think, common in that I got married to a Catholic um, who didn't like. Uh, she was a April. My wife mm-hmm. uh, was a cradle Catholic, um, and we would occasionally go to church together, but. Um, not not often when we yeah. were young adults we were dating you know traveling and and just enjoying life and not church wasn't really um, something we thought about it was mm-hmm. after we got married then the conversation started coming up well are we going to get married in a church mm-hmm. and we did thank god uh it, in uh in uh st louis de montfort uh church oh. in um Orchid, California. It's nice. the Central Coast area. How did y'all meet? Can I cut you off? I love yeah. hearing stories of how people meet. <laughs> yeah, I met April. I used to have one of the first web agencies in Austin, uh-huh. and we did a lot of consulting work, and I got um, a client in Los Angeles uh, called Technicolor. They're in the film industry. Uh, very um, Been involved for many years adding color to film, and they had a startup group. Uh, that distributed marketing materials in April work there. And I was a consultant there and we oh, had a cool. secret dating love affair for <laughs> a couple of it. years. So you didn't yeah. have to sign any year. documents or anything yeah. like that. Oh yeah, man. It, it was like all on the DL and everybody's like, you guys are awfully chummy. And it was like, ah, we're just friends. And we were, we dated a year and we were engaged a year and okay. we got married out there, but I've always been in Austin. So I was always on airplanes. I had an apartment there and an apartment. Oh, there. okay. Oh, wow. Because I was growing a business. and You were living the big life, man. Did she grow up in California? Yes. April okay. grew up Central Coast area. Okay. Santa Maria. It's a little bit north of Santa Barbara. She went to school. Did she like Austin? Everybody who is Austin. from California. So she, Their heart is a tiny bit broken. We had to make True. that decision, right? Well, so some she, people prefer Texas over California. So... Cost-wise, that's the only well, or thing. Or like I... politically. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah that 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 could. It's be a the good tax thing. base. Yes, it's yes, friendly. Yes, <laughs> it is. Well, it's not. We all pay high property taxes, but right. She. It was a big decision, uh, you know, to move away from her family. She had she had gone to school in Los Angeles, um, and. Uh, and then when it was like, where are we going to live? And my business was growing here. Mm-hmm. We made the decision and. Um, I, I, I hope it was fair. I'd have to go back and ask her, but she decided to move to Austin. Uh, she had visited and we of course, you know, loved it. And, um, but it was a, it was a big transition. She's a young adult yeah. and, and for, she's a Filipina. So, um, there's the, there's not a lot of Filipinas. They're all at Costco. That's where we have to go. <laughs> 
actually some of my best friends are Filipinos. Actually, yeah, they're around. You got it. You know, I met them at the university, though, so right. that's why. You and yeah. When you live in a place like Los Angeles or New York, and now Houston, like Filipino culture is is um, there, but it's in pockets in large metropolitan yeah. areas. In in Austin, um, it, we hadn't seen the growth that we've seen in the last decade. I didn't so, know she was Filipina. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I already knew she was awesome. Now she's even more. She's awesome. pretty cool. Yeah. She's pretty cool. So I mean, yeah. So I think I think that your your faith journey, especially together. So you guys are in the marriage prep team, and you tell your story, um, mm-hmm. and it's it's just great. So if, if they want to hear it, they have to come to marriage prep, probably. Yeah, get married. Um, yeah, I, it was. Uh, it I was, love that you say every class you like. Just when you get married, just have babies. Yeah, make babies because <laughs> that's. But I advice. think that's I think that's really cool because I mean, from what I've seen from you, Shannon, what. One of the uh, one of the kind of activators in your faith life was like becoming a parent, That's right? Exactly like, right. of course, sure. like getting married and coming into the church that was important. But I mean, the baptism formation class here at St. Louis is really that's right. Uh, so when we had our first daughter, our, our daughter Mary, um, and it, and parents are like, when are you you got to get baptized, and that's when we we're like, oh, okay, this is this just got real up in here. So that's kind of when it's yeah, you know, an impetus. For us to begin to explore where are we going to get her baptized? And I, my faith tradition is Episcopalian. Okay. And so okay. Oh. when I was young, I was an altar server. My parents, we went to church a lot, but we fell away from the church when uh, I was in middle school. It was a really crucial year looking back mm-hmm. at a time, a time period in my life. My parents um, divorced. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were, uh, their marriage was um, struggling and falling apart and um, and so, of course, that's very difficult on the family and on, on us kids. Yeah. And um, a so, middle schooler. And a middle schooler, yeah. right. And so we just kind of, it, it dissolved. It's it's really sad when you look back on that mm-hmm. um, kind of time period. But it was, it's, it's interesting. It, it's the creation of a new family for me. And, and that's what ultimately was bringing me back in. Yeah, I think that's really important because someone, someone on staff uh, said today that her, her kid is at St. Louis school and he's at a point where he doesn't have a buddy for mass anymore. Mm-hmm. And so she noticed that on Sunday he like started participating in mass for the first time. And she said, well, why are you doing that? And he said, well, I don't have a buddy anymore. So like I have to do it for myself. Uh, right. Oh, and wow. so there's this, like, there's this, I Ownership? find with people yeah. right in myself that like, well, when you're kind of out there on your own, you're like, uh, well, it's time. Like you just kind of have to go for it. You have to take yeah. responsibility. You put and you on do the it. armor of God for himself. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, it's either you do it or you don't. You yeah, know? you have you... to accept it. That's the beauty of uh, baptism, and, right. and of course, confirmation. And that's what led me into it. Was Mary's baptism mm-hmm. led me to my own confirmation that that you know, as we know, completes the baptism right. where I accept the faith for myself. So right. I converted in two thousand six. What was that like? It was a period of life for me where I was in a very inquisitive and curious place. I was like thirsting for knowledge and, mm. and, and so I was introduced, um, a much deeper dive in philosophy and theology, um, in, in letters and reading. Mm. Um, I think a lot of my reading kind of shifted from fiction to nonfiction in that oh, period. Okay. Um, and so I was just like, just hungry for anything that I could learn, um, in particular about our faith. Yeah. Um, I think that's what yeah. happens. You, a door opens and you learn yeah. one thing and yeah. then all of a sudden you're like, I, okay, so I need more. I need more. <laughs> that's actually father Doug will tell you that well, he was just studying history and just, there were some words in there and he mm-hmm. just decided to figure out what those words mm-hmm. were. And it just, I mean, and now it spiraled from there. Yeah. 
And, and now he's mine was too I smart. had a hesitancy when I I was in the baptism class and curious about it um, as a as a relatively new parent, mm-hmm. and it was taught by uh, Stephen Jackie Watkins or longtime parishioners. Here. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and um, pillars of the community, yeah, pillars of the quite, community, yeah. quite literally. Yes. Steve, he's a Santa Claus looking guy. Yes. you know at the nine thirty mass, they're a wonderful family. And uh, the class is taught over four weeks. And in that time, the first week, we met their daughter, Teresa, mm-hmm. who's married to Doug Hansberger, and mm-hmm. they're in our choir. And Teresa is out to here pregnant. And the next uh, week, we uh, she had the baby, but there was some complications. Mm-hmm. And the following week, the baby had passed away. Mm-hmm. He had had a, a heart condition in it. And, um, he lived for, I want to say five days. And I was so moved, um, by that as a new parent. And I have my own infant child. Mm -hmm. Um, it was, it was an incredible, it touched me very deeply. They were very vulnerable and it was, it was Steve and Jackie's faith. Mm -hmm. They're just living it. They were like, yeah, this is terrible. But, but we, you know, their, their, their faith was unwavering. And, uh, they were, and so in that way, they were a really just a great witness to me personally and to April and I. And, and so we, um, you know, I, we, that's, and they also gave me a catechism oh, they, okay. as a gift to everybody. And I just flipped to the back of that and yeah. just started being like, go through the index and just go through all the bellwether issues. What does the church have to say about this and that? And, yeah. and you find it's actually quite reasonable. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> surprise. It's shocking, yes, it shocking I think, enough. I, I right. think it surprises a lot of people, lot of people yeah. because they're like, Oh, this isn't just a ridiculous mindless right, thing. stuff that they just made up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, or that I have to follow it like blindly. No, mm-hmm. there's an invitation to, to dive into this and to, and to understand it. And quite honestly, that is, some of the best way to do that is just find the index mm-hmm. and be like, I have a question about this. I'm going to look mm-hmm. up war or whatever, you know? Right. And just, just kind of search it out. And yeah. it seems like it's a little bit of a partnership between kind of like you said, like you're exploring and you're digging and also the witnesses mm-hmm. that are around you, how um, important those people are. That's right. And I have the, I've become really good friends with the Watkins over the years and, and Doug and Teresa. And so I, you know, am able to tell this story. They've heard this story. Um, and, and, you know, it's, it's not always that we become aware of how the Holy Spirit works through us. Mm-hmm. Probably by, that's a good thing, right? My pride would just, but in this case, the Watkins were, you know, at just a point in time when I guess I was available mm. and, and open to listening. Well, yeah, I mean, that's where God wanted you in that time. I'm yeah. not saying that God obviously didn't want that to happen to their child, but you know, it's evidence of how he brings good yeah. out of these terrible, That's terrible right. things. That's right. And now you guys are, I mean, how many years ago was that? How old is uh, Mary? 2005. Yeah, Mary is 14, just started high school. Okay. So um, that's another big transition. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, in a great... <laughs> yeah. It, She's phenomenal. When, so. when Mary, she, you know, I got to say real quickly, awesome. when yeah. she was a little girl, yeah. a, you know, really little... I used to tell everybody, this is Mary, she's perfect, and she's <laughs> going to be a nun. And, and I, I, that was my big thing. I was the doting father, completely yeah. wrapped around her finger. And um, and it's some, I want to say she was three or four. She said, Daddy, I don't know if I want to be a nun. Wow. <laughs> she so knew. the jokes kind of stopped. Yeah. yeah so we'll, <laughs> And, and so she, yeah, she's, um, she's a great kid. But the thing, like, I, I was always afraid of, like, her maturing and growing and how am I going to deal with that as a father? Right. Mm -hmm. And I have found that as she gets older, 
um, I'm really enjoying these teenage years as we approach that. Um, and we have, you know, we have a son too. Simon, um, is 10. And as the, as the kids grow older, we just kind of adjust as a family yeah. with that. And just when they were little, it was experiencing life in their eyes at that age. And now we're experiencing it as, as, you know, preteen and teenage years. And it's just been a nice gradual, um, I, th- I think shift in my own outlook. So yeah. make babies back to make babies. Make babies. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, I, so my sister, I mean, my nephew is two years old and, uh, to mm-hmm. hear my parents be grandparents for the first time, they just say like experiencing the world through a child's eyes again is that's different as a grandparent. And so I'm sure yeah, I mean, I'm not that. a parent, but I, right. I'm sure it's just unique in all those ways. That's pretty cool. You got, you have an awesome family. Yeah. You had, say. you had Mary and, youth ministry, right? Yes, I do. She's, yeah, she's just phenomenal. I think one of the things about having, um, kids that grow into teens is that you really, uh, get to walk with them in this like journey of faith in a different way than, you know, when they're little, you know, you're mm-hmm. doing a lot of like mm-hmm. the, you know, memorizing of prayers and teaching right. them how to sit still in mass. But then, you know, this age, they start really asking questions or having conversations with, you can have conversations with them that are that are serious and are uh, right. inter- interesting. They're interesting people. You're like, oh, yeah. you're interesting. You're I your like you. Right? Yeah. 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 Or you don't. Or you don't like them. <laughs> right. I'm sure there's moments. But yeah, for the most part, yeah, it's really nice to be able to walk along. So talk a little bit about how um, you've been a, a parishioner here for a while. And mm-hmm. so there has been kind of a, like a little shift, like the, the Watkins were witnesses uh, to the faith for you. Mm-hmm. And I think that you and your family are now kind of in that role for a lot of people. Dude, did you read my notes? This is exactly, that was my next, oh, what? Good. Nothing. I, I wanted to talk <laughs> about influencer. I wanted yeah, you're an influencer. I want to talk about being a part of the community and serving. This is, yeah. Yeah. So what, so what is that? Um, like, do you, do you know how, uh, how, uh, important it is that you're here and that you're a vibrant member of the community or do you, like, do you ever yeah, think I'm about it? Yeah, I'm pretty amazing. I'm amazing, actually. That's what you're saying. That's yeah. what I'm hearing. You're the best MC. It's the MC at every event. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, that's true. Um, it's honestly difficult to hear, uh, because, um, it's, it is true that we're, we're involved and, and there's a responsibility when, you know, kind of you seek out leadership roles and you maybe have a charism for that or you, or, or, or more like me, you just have a problem saying no. I'm feeding some internal need that I have to, we can, uh, who knows? Yeah, this is just, yeah. Yeah, went way south. Actually, this is what we use the podcast <laughs> yeah, for. That, exactly. Yeah, so that'll be the next episode. <laughs> we'll, we'll work through it next time. It's, it's. It's, it's, um, interesting, um, to, to kind of, I don't really kind of see myself in that, in that role. I guess that's what I'm kind of struggling with. It's like, you're, I, I think you're right. I mean, people, um, I appreciate they look to me when running the Kingsmen. When's mm-hmm. Kingsmen start, um, you know, or as an acolyte on the altar, right. Um, or, you know, in, in serving on the marriage team, uh, in, in family team for marriage prep and baptism and so forth. Um, I think it's just, I mean, I mean, there are several families that I can mm-hmm. point to, uh, here at St. Louis that are just those families that, um, that are role models and that you, you want to be near. And I think it's just, it's not anything other than just a willingness to, to welcome, to be open yeah. to, mm-hmm. uh, to love on people, to welcome people, to invite people, uh, to kind of 
pull up a chair at the table. I think we mm-hmm. have some families here at St. Louis who are just really great at that. And, um, yeah, yeah, so. yeah, you're right. This is a very um, welcoming parish, and there's a lot of um, their families here. But it, it's it's like anything; you get what you out of it, what you put into it. And mm-hmm. um, I'm reminded a few years ago, I had a job opportunity to move to Nashville, um, neat city. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went there; it would have been a great opportunity for my career. And the thing that we wrestled with, and ultimately the reason we didn't accept the offer was St. Louis, this community, you know, yeah. we have good friends here. Um, and I would just encourage people to, you know, to, to participate in, I don't think you have to jump out and volunteer for everything, but, but you, but, you know, push yourself a little bit and yeah. get engaged. And, uh, and to those families, you're right. It, it tends to be the same folks that are, um, that leading things. And it, it's also healthy to, to take a step back for the first time, the feast day that we just had this weekend, yeah, yeah. Um, I went as somebody that wasn't on the committee, that wasn't leading it, and it was like the best feast day, yeah, yeah. right? right. Yeah. Coincidence? Well, I mean, right. <laughs> yeah. but it, no. but it was so nice yeah. to step back and 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 just to watch others bring their ideas mm-hmm. and the way that they want to do things. That's really healthy and important for the life of the parish. Well, I think two things. I think one, burnout is real. You know, mm-hmm. when you do say yes to everything. Uh, you start to be like, okay, I'm getting a little running dry here, you know, right. and you kind of lose your, not that you did or have, but you kind of, you lose your energy and no, you lose your sure, excitement I do. for it. Yeah. And you need to recharge in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, but also something I see in you, Shannon is like, you're really good at looking at other people and be like, you're really good at this. Go do it. And you, mm-hmm. you kind of, I don't know, take pride, take joy when other people are successful. And that's, that's important to have in a community too, because part of our job here is to call each other to be better. And to call each other to use our gifts to yeah. serve this place. Um, yeah, I'm pretty good about that. Yeah, dude, you're great. into, into <laughs> volunteering. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, hey, it's good. Because I know it's good for them. It's well, good right. for me, right. and it's good for the parish overall. So I can do that with supreme confidence. And I say, you know what, guy? I think you'd be great yeah. to help with this mobile oven fishes truck. And that's, that's how we got to do it. You can't just say, like, hey, I need people. Would you fill a spot? It's like, yo, you've got... A great gift right. for this. I can you do this? I, I we, see this. In we you. have to do that too mm-hmm. to help our clergy. When yeah. clergy do that, people will respond. I think, but that's that's very taxing on our clergy. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got to be the ones to do that because we're the church, also. Right? Yeah. of course, right? So, yeah. Um, yeah, there are always those people, and if, and that is the anecdote to burnout is to reach out and ask for help. Yeah. And people will respond. Oh, yeah. We ask each other for help all the time. And there's so many, like, (laughs) there's so many talented, (laughs) gifted people on the campus. Every single time I meet somebody and, and, you know, get into a conversation and start talking about things, it just always seems like they're, they're, everybody has such amazing uh, talents and gifts to offer the community. And sometimes it's just a matter of, like, like you say, Tom, just like, Saying, hey, man, like you would be right. amazing at this. Or have you heard about this ministry? Um, and for mm-hmm. me, that that means, you know, seeing those things in teenagers and not just right, seeing exactly. them in, you know, adults or right. to say to these teens, like you have this gift and it, you know, and we're, mm-hmm. you, you know, we we need you now, not in 10 years. And we do yeah. that. We do a good job of that here. We invite teens agree. to participate. Mm-hmm. Um uh, we have healthy ministries to men yeah. where guys yeah. are encouraged to uh, participate in fellowship. We have a great um, Knights of Columbus 
council. Um, and we do a really good job, I think, of connecting uh, those kinds of leaders with the kids in the school yeah. and among yeah. the parish. And if yeah. you can do those kinds of uh, make those kinds of connections for people, naturally friendships uh, are born out of that. And yeah. that kind of really strengthens the roots. of That's it. so important for a I parish. Would That's say, how you connect each other. I mm-hmm. would say I've been a parishioner here since I was 16. So I've oh, been okay. a parishioner cool. here for a while. And I would say like in the last five years, I've really seen, and this probably has a lot to do with Father James um, I, but I don't know. It could it could be something else. I Careful, don't know. it's not like a bunch of credit. He listens to every episode. Uh, so, uh, so um, <laughs> I used to be as a parishioner, not all that excited about the school. I just felt like, oh, they put a lot of energy towards that thing. Like, well, yeah, a lot. Like, what about yeah. like? I I just I didn't feel like my kids don't go there. Like, why sh- why should I care? Why should this matter? And I feel like in the last. Five years or so, there has been kind of a shift in a in in a coming together of the communities where the school doesn't feel separate from us right. as it used. And I don't know yeah. if that was an intentional thing. Absolutely, but not easy to to execute on either. It's really cool to hear you talk about the school in that way. Um, when I was on the parish council, that was there was bridging that and seeing the school as a ministry of the church. Um, took time. That's the other thing. Like we get impatient. Those of us that kind of see the way things probably ought to work, right. we get really impatient with that. The other example is the Anglo and Hispanic. I was just here. about to say right. cultural. Culturally, um, the this parish is becoming more diverse, and yeah. uh, it does start at the top, but it also starts in. Um, again, just involving people in ministry, having festivals, mm-hmm. giving people a reason um, to come together. Honestly. I was talking to Elizabeth Polito on staff and she and I shared the sentiment that like feast day, that celebration, that little party, it was like, it was a moment where we felt big time community mm-hmm. and we both walked away going like, this is St. Louis. It was, it was great. Everything was, everything was bilingual, everything, you know, everyone was welcome. And it mm-hmm. was, it was just, it was awesome. There's a place for the kids to play like family friendly. Mm-hmm. It was perfect. And I, we need to do that like every week because it was <laughs> such a good reminder and it was such a. Mm, it was so healing in this moment, in this time of like division. But we do it every week. They're, they're right, really, right, right. Yes, no, we I'm, do. I'm, we do. what I was going to say, like, I, I know what you mean. Like, yeah. That was an event. It was fun. It, it was big time. But there, there is always stuff going on Absolutely. here. That's just one example. There's mm-hmm. sports going on at the school. We didn't get involved in any of that until my kids got into sports. But yeah. that, that brings a lot of community together. Yeah. Um, yeah. And perhaps but, that yeah. is, I mean, exactly what Father James talks about when he says go be church or when we say go be church, that that was actually that room. Mm -hmm. Um, I walked over after, after mass and it, and I just stood and watched and just kind of took it in it. I checked on the teens, you know, that we're going to serve food, but it was just a really beautiful moment to see, um, it was like family. It was like a family get together. And that's really what church should Mm -hmm. be. It Mm -hmm. should be, uh, it should be, us just breaking bread. Like, it's just simple. It was simple. There was like a lot of laughter. There was a lot of familiar mm-hmm. faces. Um, it was very welcoming in there. So yeah. Yeah. It was, it was good. It was a good experience for sure. There was something you said a minute ago about it being, um, why you said you didn't understand why, um, the emphasis on the school. And I, I just happened to watch a, a video. So I'm in marketing and sales mm-hmm. and, and business development on a lot of strategy and product work and in my background. So in in businesses really kind of struggle to 
they, you know, to reach out and, and, um, target specific people to get them, encourage them to buy or participate in some kind of an offering or a service and so forth. It's a, it's kind of a, there's a, there's a lot of effort that goes into that. So in this business setting, um, for work, I saw a, uh, a YouTube video. If you search for why, how, what methodology, it's something like that, but just imagine three consecutive, uh, consensual consensual circles, right? Um, going from the center is why, out to how, and then out to the what. Mm-hmm. We in business, and I think in church too, we typically talk about the what we do, right? And we don't really get in, and we know how we do it, but we don't get to the why. Right. And when you a minute ago said, "I didn't know why," but the why has become clear for yeah. you, right? And and so for I sure. think that's healthy mm-hmm. for us to kind of go back and like, why are we? Why the heck do we do this? Right? Why did we? Why do you on staff work all day Sunday and in the in the late nights and what? And it's ultimately it is we're we're pointing to each other and bringing family, but we're also bringing people to Christ. Right. Right. That's why we do this. Um, yeah. And 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 I think our Protestant brothers and sisters and their faith tradition of, of having that personal relationship with Christ. They talk about that. That really is, it's the same thing. Catholics, we have the same thing, but it's in the, in our, in our community and fellowship. Right. Right. In a, in a unique way. Yeah. We need to keep that mission in mind. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know for me that I, I work at a church because of the mission, you know, I couldn't work anywhere that didn't right. have a mission. I mean, every workplace has some sort of mission, you know, mm-hmm. Right. Uh, but, but it's so, it is so essential and so important to me here. Mm-hmm. And that's what, I mean, it keeps me going, you know, it, that why keeps you going. Good. Right. And Tom and I have conversations. We, I think as a staff, <laughs> we feel, I think this like recently we've been really asking the questions just about everything that we do. Like what, so why this program or why uh, this meeting? Like why are this we, podcast? why, why the podcast? Why like, are is we this, doing Why this? are we? I don't know. Just to talk. <laughs> It's really you told important. me it was a good idea at the beginning of the year. Did I? Was that me? <laughs> no. Yeah, I probably did. No, no I, I don't. <laughs> good job. Um, but yeah, the why is really important because then you just get into where you're just doing things just to do them and you forget like right. you're, this is, this is for Jesus. This is for the mission. So mm-hmm. if it, if it, if it, you know, isn't serving an actual purpose of building the kingdom, then we need to really think about that. Right. Well, it's important to reanalyze ministries all the time. And not to say that things we do are bad or things we do are wrong, but you know, stuff that we've been doing for a while, maybe it's missing the mark right now. People change, you know, times change. Um, and parishioners can do this. Exactly. When you you come to church as a, maybe you're not like, I know a lot of our conversations around kind of the the leadership of the parish naturally, but for regular parishioners that come to church why, do you make the sign of cross when you walk into a church? Why are you putting your hand in holy water? Why do you do that? Mm-hmm. Um, why, why do we worship saints? You know, and of course we don't, but right. you, right. You, you lead in be, if you can return to a state of curiosity about why do we do the thing? Why does the church hold this to be true? Um, of course, I, I, we mentioned the catechism earlier. That's mm-hmm. a great place to start. But mm-hmm. but I would encourage people to just continue to ask those questions. I try to foster that in in my own um, in my own kids, and and you can do that in everyday life. Right now, there's a pox on my house called Fortnite. 
We play yes. this video game. Uh, my ten year old plays it right, and and you he, play it too. Oh man, I love this game. You're like anyway. I, I I gotta you know I can't recommend the game. It's it's technically a violent game, but it's 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 there's a lot of humor and um, look for a blog post on this very soon. Uh, oh. But why? What is the appeal about the game, and why? So these kinds of conversations that um, I'm having with my own kids, like mm-hmm. why are we why are we putting attention to this? What is the appeal there? Yeah. So, Right. Ask yourself why. Get and I why. think that's what happened to me. I actually went through the adult confirmation program here as yeah. well. And me, that yeah. was like, when you start realizing mm-hmm. that there are answers to your whys, mm-hmm. that's, I think, where the love affair kind of, it kind right. of happens. When you can walk into mass and you know why there's incense and you know why the candles are lit in a certain place and you know what mm-hmm. the color vestments mean, everything has meaning. And so you learn to love mm-hmm. the meaning in it all. But if you, if you come to mass and you don't know anything, not through there's any fault of your own, smoke, right. It's like, dresses. why is all that smoke going on? You right, know, right, if there's right. no, if there's no, uh, connection <laughs> to your, to, to you, uh, to what you see up there, then, then it's really hard to be, to want to become more engaged in this family life of the parish. But, you know, the more you learn about, okay, what it is that we're doing here and what our focus is, then I think it's, I think falling in love with this parish and just the church in general is just, it's easy. It's a natural progression uh, mm-hmm. of wise. If your wise mm-hmm. are answered lovingly and open openly, yeah. you know, sometimes that's not the case. Well, like if you Google it, Right. Uh, some, person, sometimes it's risky. Yeah, right, a person exactly. is good. Yeah, but I, I think that's just, I mean, if there's answers to the whys, that's authenticity. That's real, right? Mm-hmm. And people want truth, whether they know it or not. Um, that's right. It's written it's, on our hearts. Yeah, right. And so, I don't know. This is just a really good place of belonging and truth. And I think Shannon Swenson uh, embodies that as a premier. Oh, look at me. A premier <laughs> parishioner. <laughs> Of St. Louis. <laughs> Premier, uh, easy now. Easy. I, I, you know, honestly, what I wish we could do at, on this podcast, I would love to be able to interview every parishioner. Yep. Because everybody, yeah. like, I, everybody's story is really, is really, really interesting. As, but, you know, of course, the people who are really involved and engaged, but just to, just to know yeah. people people's stories. Like I work in ministry. And so I get a, a, you know, I get to know 20, 25 people really, really well. And you just, because you know what they're bringing, what they've been through to get here, it just makes everybody, the humanity of everybody. It just, it really feels like we're all in this together. Mm -hmm. So to, to know people's stories is, is, I think that's why we do the podcast. Well, I was going to say, that's why, that's why I love to invite parishioners onto this podcast, because first of all, I mean, you and I can, delve into ministry stuff and no one would listen, but also like (laughs) this place is rich in story, right? Like we want to tell the story of St. Louis is Shannon's story. It is my story. It's every parishioner in the pews story. And that's what we want to do here. That's why we do this. It's the humans of St. Louis. Yeah. Kind of a, yeah. Yeah. Marketing. No, I ripped that. I ripped it. Yeah. Yeah, It's not yours. (laughs) (laughs) It's a theft. He just has to put that out there. All right, cool. Any final thoughts? Any words of wisdom that you want to leave our... Go make babies. All right. (laughs) Go make... With your your spouse. Instead of go be church. With your spouse, please. (laughs) Babies Babies are fun. Babies go make babies and go be church. I think those are two good, uh, yeah. two good life principles. Go make memories. That's another thing. I tell, yeah, we tell people, yeah, go make memories with your families. I think that's true. Shannon, thanks for being on, man. We Thank really you for having me. It. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you like this podcast, make sure you like and subscribe and share with your friends. 
Uh, and if you see Shannon around, give him a high five and tell him thanks for being an awesome person. Actually, I have we like ever like actually met Matt? <laughs> Of course prob- we have. Have we? Have we had a conversation? Probably. Uh, uh, yeah. I don't know. It was probably a, like a You're wave. pretty impressed, aren't you? I'm You're so like, impressed. Wow. Will you look at this guy? <laughs> He's brilliant. Oh, my oh goodness. My God. This is why we love him. This is why we love him. <laughs> anyway, uh, thank you for listening. We love you guys. We are praying for you. And go be church. 